that's a shank. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode two of Bags, the podcast for below average golfers by below average golfers. My name is Owen Smith, uh, your host, and as jo- always, joined by Caleb Wallen. Caleb, how are we doing tonight? Pretty good, man. How are you? Doing good. It's uh, wrapping up Memorial Day weekend. Um, a lot of family time, not as much uh, golf because I just had a jam-packed agenda, but um, definitely got my fix in throughout the uh, the week last week, and I'm excited to be talking on this jam-packed episode number two. Have a lot to get through. Um, introducing you to a couple new segments, um, below average and above average golf moment of the week. That will just be a segment that we break down um, our own or even just by watching the pros or different things that we see on social media, kind of rating our our one below average and our one above average golf moment of the week. Um, and then we'll introduce you to our debate segment. We'll talk through some of the uh, main topics going on in the golf world throughout today's episode. Talk a little bit about the Charles Schwab um, tournament that just recapped on Sunday. Um, get into a, some talk about the match. Um, and then we'll, you know, whatever else comes throughout that. We got the memorial coming up next. A lot, a lot to cover today. But um, as always, please follow us on Twitter. That's at Bags Golf, B-A-G-S Golf. Um, been getting some followers there. We're going to be posting some content there, polls, things to get interactive with the podcast. We are now live on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So whichever is your uh, favorite, <laughs> head and subscribe, follow, rate us, whatever you need to do, and uh, be updated when we see these episodes. Um, we do want to tease something. We had some technical uh, errors ahead of today's episode that we're going to be working out, but we will soon be getting on YouTube and uh, posting clips on TikTok. Um, some, so some video content coming pretty soon. Um, but yeah, that's uh, kind of really the, the basis of today's episode. Caleb, anything you want to start off with before we get into some of our segments? The biggest thing, man, like you said, Memorial Day. Uh, want to hit on that real quick. Uh, if you know me or if you're a listener and you know me, you know I'm very patriotic. So I just want to give a shout out to everybody that has, you know, given the ultimate sacrifice for us here in America that we get to do these things. You know, we get to play golf. We get to record podcasts, you know, with being our own person. Um, obviously, we all know America is not perfect, uh, but there's still there's nowhere else I'd rather be. So um, exactly. thank you to everyone um, that has served, that has given, you know, that ultimate sacrifice, you know, there's not, there's not too many words that can really put everything into perspective for all that, all that you do. So happy Memorial Day, everybody. Um, And just we'll remember those that are no longer with us. Absolutely. I will echo that. Thank you, everybody. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy that, we, uh, you know, Caleb and I can sit here and record a podcast at the end of the weekend and uh, wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be able to do this without you. So I appreciate it so much um, and, and glad that we, we got to sell. Um, all right. Well, we'll go ahead and get throughout uh, today. One quick thing I do want to note. We got about 22 listeners on the first pod. Um, really appreciate it. Of course, we're going to be starting, starting small, but we're going to, of course, continue to grow and 
Uh, we'll always remember the, the the first you know few people that have listened. Um, for those people that have listened and are tuning back in for episode two, um, let us know how we're doing. Let us know if there's anything that um, maybe you picked up on that, um, even if it's a technical thing. You know, we're 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 starting out um, just the two of us and kind of recording with what we have. Um, so yeah, any any feedback and, and help would be appreciated there and uh just very thankful for for everybody that's listened to uh to the podcast so far yes thank you thank you all right everybody had a slight editing mistake we are now going to jump into below average above average golf moment of the week where we both discuss um our as it said below average and above average golf moments we'll be doing this every week um we'll go ahead and jump into that right now over day weekend actually didn't play any at all um but i am playing weekly like skins um game and uh got together on thursday to play that um i was out at pleasant run which is irvington indiana kind of east side of indianapolis um we played 18 holes and i can't remember what the exact hole is but if you've been out there before um there's a graveyard to the right and it's about a 320, 321 uh, par four. Um, I was at the tee box and was going to drive, hit a beautiful drive, and we drive up. There's a you know slight, slight incline, so get up the hill just a little bit. And to my surprise, I am uh, on the green, uh, about 20, 25 feet away from the pin. Um, it felt amazing. I've driven a green maybe once or twice before. I know that there's a couple holes on some of our local courses, um, that I have gotten closer just to the right or right, you know, kind of on the fringe. Um, but rarely ever drive the green and I've actually been having a lot of, uh, of struggles with the driver and somehow some way watched a youtube video and figured out like a small thing that's been able to straighten it out a little bit instead of missing far right um and yeah was able to end on the green did not get the eagle but that's fine i um got close enough to tap in for birdie um so that would be my above average golf moment of the week caleb what's your above average golf moment of the week well hold on real quick you know, you were telling me about this earlier this week, like, hey, this is what I did. You didn't tell me that it was uphill. So that yeah. 320 was probably playing a little bit farther. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a slight, slight, I mean, not too, you know, not too ridiculous uphill, but not enough to where, you know, enough to where when we were at the tee box, I didn't know that it was going to land on the green. I know that I caught it good. Um, I, I knew that um it was going straight and i the way that you know 320 it's kind of hit or miss there's times where i'm able to get it you know to 70 uh to 90 with some wind maybe like there's a i'm very inconsistent i don't have like a consistent number on there but caleb you know i can if i get a hold of it i can get a hold of it oh for sure uh, and uh so yeah so it was kind of like one of those where I didn't see it land on the green. And then as we, um, as we approach, you know, we see the other couple balls on the fairway and uh, all that good stuff. And then I look up on the green and sure enough, my TP five, you know, TP five, the American flag picks 
um, ball was up there. So it, it's not like I'm like, oh, yeah, this is just a random ball that's up here. It was actually mine. I could actually identify it. So I knew for sure that it was my ball. Um, and, yeah, it just it felt good. It felt good to actually kind of land there and be, you know, the putt wasn't too bad. Old, just a little um, short, I would say. But like I said, enough for a tap in birdie. So uh, felt pretty good uh, to, to get that. And, uh, yeah, it, can't say too much about it, but definitely my above average golf moment of the week. Yeah, I, I feel that, man. I think you and I are, like, very similar in our styles of golf. Like, I think we're both kind of like the bomb and gouge player, right? Like, we can we can get a hold of some golf balls on the drive, but then it's not always pretty with the other stuff. But it's, hey, I'm – I can't putt, so I take pride in dri- being able to drive the ball. So, you know, it's always that good feeling when you're like, hey, guys, you might want to catch up. You know, you might want to use another club or something, you know, catch yeah. up a little bit. So, you know, okay. I, I may not beat you, but I'm definitely going to try to outdrive you. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think I mentioned it last week, like when I first went out and played golf, my driver was the only thing. And I, I you know, I'm a, I'm a bigger guy. I'm, you know, six foot five, bigger build. So I just have a lot kind of working in, in my direction with that. Um, so when I can catch the the center of the, the club face and catch that sweet spot of, of the driver, it, it yeah, it, it can be really good. Um, same thing goes for all of my clubs. I mean, I tend to, tend to, if it right, tend to get pretty good distance on everything. I'm usually playing a club or two um, from the others in my group, but it doesn't always mean everything because at the end of the day, it's we're all playing the same game, and that's to get on the green and get in the hole and less shots. And just because you can drive at 320 and, <laughs> and uh, hit your pitching wedge 150 sometimes doesn't mean that doesn't mean that you uh, still win that hole. So yeah, we're both blessed, but cursed in the same way. Yeah. And it, you know, it, to hit on that, you know, the, the distance of the clubs that, you know, everybody has the, the different lofts, you know, on the, on the clubs, um, cough, cough, Bryson <laughs> with his seven iron being the same loft as a normal person's what four iron. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Congr- congrats on being able to hit it two fifty, but, put that down <laughs> yeah. to a normal person loft and you're going to be like just the rest of us. So exactly. Yep. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I, Oh, I, you know what? I'll go ahead. Cause you're, you're below average and above average kind of, kind of go together. Um, so with my below average golf mom, moment of the week, um, I, again, playing in this weekly skins, uh, game, one of my goals, as we discussed on episode number one, is to not lose as many balls. Well, I'm going we, again. We're playing 18 holes, and with that goal, I specify. I mean, the main goal is mostly focused on nine holes because usually I'm only playing nine holes. Um, but regardless, um, I was going on to the eighth tee, and it clicked in my head. Hey. I'm playing with the same ball as uh, hole number one. Oh, and, there we go. And what do I proceed to do? I proceed to lose the next two holes. Oh. So there's my below average golf moment of the week is uh, getting in my own head 
that's that's why I don't pay attention to the scorecard for exact reason. As soon as I say, "Hey, I'm actually doing," I'm doing Caleb. Well, it's all just going to hit the fan from there. Oh yeah. So, uh, Caleb, I cannot wait to hear about your below average uh, golf moment of the week, um, along with your above average golf moment of the week. Let's go ahead and get into it. Yeah, man. So. Like I texted you the other day on Saturday, I got up, was able to enjoy a very beautiful morning of golf. Um, it was just me and my wife, Amelia. Um, you know, we don't always get to play together. You know, it's usually a foursome here, a threesome there or whatever. So it was nice to be able to just get out with uh, her and I, and especially, you know, being new parents, we don't get to necessarily go out as often anymore. So it was really cool to just get out, you know, be with each other and enjoy each other's company. And lo and behold, I got whooped, man. Amelia played played lights out. Definitely the best I've ever seen her play. And I mean, she now granted she only beat me by one stroke, but it felt like, man, it felt like I was getting whooped. <laughs> so, was... okay. I, I have a bunch of questions for you because I've had a couple of on this. Caleb, Caleb texts me on Saturday um, and kind of shares the news a little bit. And I was like, I cannot wait until we record. Um, first things first, Amelia has been playing golf for how long? Two or three years? Uh, yeah. So, First time ever swinging a golf club was actually our first date, um, and that was at Top Golf in 2018. Wow! Yeah. So yeah. So it's yeah. So Top Golf, which anybody can go to Top Golf. I I'll say this. So my wife again, um, Brittany, she's uh, plays every once in a while and gets very frustrated. I can't, I'm a below average golfer myself. Um, I tell her to do something and it just doesn't really work out. Caleb, I know that you (laughs) have similar, uh, similar issues there. It's just kind of, it's a difficult, it's a difficult game. There's a lot that goes on in the head and it's just hard to, it's hard to teach. And, uh, especially in the, in marriage, it's a, it's a fun thing. Right. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's a struggle. We all know it. I picked it up just a year or two before Amelia and I still have my struggles, but the, Big props to um, big props to Amelia because I her improve and the fact that she was able to beat Caleb. I, Caleb, have I ever beat you? I don't even know if I've ever beat you. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but I, yeah, I don't think so. And I think I think there was like one time. I think the closest we've ever been, like score wise, is maybe simulator golf. I think we had a round where we were kind of neck and neck, but outside of, I mean, golf like there's. I'm not going to brag about that. Like that, like, it, Caleb usually has me by, I don't know what, at least five, if not 10 <laughs> on most rounds, like my best rounds, he's still got me by at least five. So, um, well, what's the story? How, how did this all go down? Is it, is it Amelia just playing better than she ever than you playing your worst or were you just, she just was playing her best and you just couldn't well, so we played, um, I think it's called Blue Bear now in uh, Shelbyville, Indiana. Yep. Um, I, I, that place has changed names so many times I get lost. <laughs> but um, 
we decided on there because when we were looking at tee times on Saturday, obviously everybody knew that it was going to be a really good day. So a lot of tee times were taken up. Um, and unless we wanted to get out at like 7 a.m., 7.30 a.m., uh, you know, which is just super tough being new parents, we realized, you know, hey, let's try to find somewhere that maybe has a later bit, tea, a little bit of a tea time. That way we can kind of sneak it in. And sure enough, they had one. I think it was like 10.20 or something like that. It was like that perfect, you know, mid-morning round that we could get up and do our normal routine, um, get Adeline ready, uh, drop her off, and uh, go play. And so uh, I don't know if for any of you out there that have played this course, um, it's right off of State Road 9, and the very first tee is an elevated tee box with the driving range on the left protected by um, a wood line, I guess. And then it's dead straight. So I was thinking, you know, I'm pretty sure it's reachable uh, for me and probably for you too. Um, It's, you know, upper 200s, maybe 290, maybe caps out at like 315. So I knew, you know, if if I hit my driver well, then – you know, it's going to turn out pretty well. So first hole, it's kind of what drew me to look at that place anyway. Um, we've been passing it a couple times lately. So it always mm-hmm. just been sitting in the back of my mind. So I was like, you know what, let's go attack this first hole. And I just shank one into <laughs> the trees on the left, um, able to find it. And as we're driving down, we actually got paired with two randoms which Amelia has never done before. And, you know, oh, I was thinking yeah. she's, she might get a little nervous playing around just two random people. Cause she's never done that before. So we all, us three guys tee off at, at the top of the hill. None of us really hit a great drive or whatever. And, uh, we get down to the bottom of the hill where her tee box is. And I'm looking for my ball at this point, you know, trying to keep up pace of play. I know it's first hole, but trying to set the standard, you know, of playing, playing good, um, playing well. And uh, I just hear, I look back and I hear perfect contact and the ball just goes screaming down the middle of the fairway. And I was like, okay, well, that's a good start for her, you know, and I keep looking for my ball and uh, I get back to the cart and she said, hey, did you hear that guy? And I said, no. And she was like, well, he just asked me, did you just show all of us up? And she's like, I didn't know what to say. So I, I, you know, I just said maybe, you know, and Amelia is mostly a very humble person. Yeah. Um, it's one of the awesome things I love about her, but um, you know, where she gets up, she nearly has a green in regulation. She just puts it on the back of the green. And the one thing about Amelia is she says that she cannot read a green. I think she chooses to personally but she is like hey there's the hole the ball needs to go into the hole so i'm gonna hit it at the (laughs) hole and uh on the first hole it like you know it goes by a couple feet then you know by a couple feet again and then she you know finally taps in and i'm thinking okay pretty normal for her you know she can she can get a good drive in every now and then and then you know kind of put around or whatever and second hole man same thing. I shank one left. I'm under a tree 
and she hits this perfect drive and the second hole goes up this hill and it's it's a short hole so it's 290 i think mm-hmm. and she puts it at the bottom of the hill and i'm like okay like you know she's playing well right gets up there has i think she just put it short of the green and then you know got along with her business on the on the on the green and from then on man it was like the hole to her was like four times the size of a normal golf hole. Like she would get on the green and she would putt and she would see hole, go to hole. And <laughs> dude, we, we played with the flag in. I, I like to play with the flag in just kind of keep the pace of play up, you know, for sure. Not have to worry about it. It also, I'm, I'll admit I'm a little lazy with that, but, <laughs> she would hit the flag and it would just drop straight in, man. It was, Dang. it got to the point where it was comical. So that's awesome. We're, we're get, or we get to about the, the eighth hole, maybe seventh hole. And she hits this beautiful drive again. And the other two guys are, I think that like one of them was left of the fairway. One of them was in the tree line on the right. And she looks right at me being the humble person that she is and said, man, everyone sucks today. I'm killing it. I I started laughing and I'm like, you know, this is perfect because, you know, this group is the perfect, you know, definition of what bags is. Right. And she looks at me and she says, no, I'm not talking about just our group. I'm talking about the whole course. Everyone sucks. I can beat anyone. And dude, I lost it. I was cracking up. And at that point I was like, maybe, you know, I know we're close. I know she's beaten me a couple times because I've been putting myself in bad position, but how far am I back? And I was right. three shots back at that point. And I was like, Oh my goodness, what is going on? So then I probably got in my head. Right. And right. the next couple holes, we both kind of either bogeyed or parred. And it came down to the the last hole. I had gotten it back to, I think, two strokes, maybe one. And it was a par three. It was like, I think it was 165, maybe 170. And I'd been hitting my irons just a little bit left all day. So I aimed at the right side of the green, hit my shot, and I put it to like eight feet. And I was feeling good, like, Hey, you know, this is a birdie putt. I'm going to end up squeaking this one out. Sure enough, Amelia chips over or she, her first shot goes over the green. Her chip rolls down the hill into the fringe. And then she puts it to like an inch on her chip with, you know, the Texas wedge. That's what what it does. It's what my, you know, my dad does. That's what Gare Bear does. Oh yeah, Gare Bear. He loves the Texas wedge, and I'm oh, telling yeah. you, man, seeing that putt go to, like, within two inches knowing that I was going to lose hurt uh, so bad. I was – Man. I, and, all and I'm sure – She definitely at, played very well. Point, you didn't hear anything else about, like, the round. It was kind oh, of no. just done there. Oh, yeah. It was, it was quiet the rest of the way until I <laughs> – got to the family outing and it was so Caleb, how's golf today? Did you and Amelia have a good time? And I'm like, guys, please do not kick me while I am down. 
which oh. leads to today. We Let's go. Played, I played today with my dad and my cousin Seth. And like I sent you earlier, I, I had that, that scorecard <laughs> in the back of my mind. And I <laughs> think of the MJ documentary, The Last Dance. <laughs> And you know that the little gif or the the little scene where he's like, and I took that personally, uh-huh. and I put that to today's round and shot a seventy five. Let's go. And on let's see, so we played at Arrowhead in Greenfield, and we'll we'll start with some exciting things on the fifth hole with Gare Bear on the tee. We're sitting there. And dad goes up, doesn't waste any time. And he kind of has like a lower, like a punch ball flight almost with his shorter mm-hmm. shots. He he doesn't really like to flop them up in the air. He's very much like a, a chunk and run kind of person. And he hits his shot. And I'm thinking, you know what? Like with this pin placement today, if he can get over this, this hump, that first hump in front of the green on five, you know what I'm talking about? Yep. Yep. So if he can get it in front of that hump, like it's probably going to be pretty good. And sure enough, gets right over the hump. And Owen, my heart started racing. And the ball rolls over the cup. No. Has to roll over the cup and stops like 20 inches away. Like we we looked at it. We kind of did the little roll test on our own. Like there was no way that this ball did not at least – see the bottom of the cup at some point and we were all like freaking out like i gasped and i was like man what is going on and dad was like i'm not gonna lie i got chills i got chills and i was like man i bet that was awesome you know and so me seth and him were we're riding high off of that shot and uh we start talking a little bit later we're at hole i think we're on the back nine now maybe 10 12 13 whatever it was and we were playing pretty slow the groups in front of us um there was one group that wouldn't let anybody play through and they had two twosomes behind them so you know again pace of play people but um we just we just got there and we were sitting there waiting and we started talking about the closest that we've ever gotten to the hole in one and dad was like yeah that was pretty close but that's not the closest and then seth started talking about where he was when he got his closest um Hasn't gotten one yet, but his closest. And then, you know, I was talking about mine. And uh, we get to 16, which 16 at Arrowhead is uh, like 95 yards, maybe 105, depending on where the the tees are set that day. I had the wind behind me. And, like, that's like go yardage for my 56. And so I I was joking around. I I handed Dad my phone. I said, hey, we're going to record this. I'm feeling good, you know. And uh, I was completely – I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of hoping for a shank that way we could, you know, get a good video for the, right. for the podcast, for the videos, you know, but I was like, Hey, if I hit it well, I hit it well. But if not, you know, we got some content and Owen, I'm not kidding you. Perfect ball flight. It hits the left side of the green, which slopes back towards the middle yep. and cup. No and, way. And, and stops like a foot no more than a foot and a half. Oh, and again, really? I, we have it on video cause we, we were recording. You can see it go right to the cup and then you can see it kind of do its little jog, man. Oh, I crap. was losing my mind. I grabbed my Apple watch. I put it on. 
My heart rate was 129. <laughs> I was freaking out. My cousin Seth was like, I think my heart is in my stomach right now. And I was like, mine too. Like I, this is, Holy oh, so yeah, that, that's the above average of the week. Shout out to Gare Bear. Uh, Amelia can be roped into that above average too. She shot her personal best. For sure. Um, 44, you know, great for her. And then, you know, capping it off, I had this, the 75, the five over with nearly a hole in one, man. I was so close. That's insane. That's, I mean, me and Caleb have had so much. We're, we're both, you know, we clearly talked about our goals last week, but we've been going back and forth on text back to, I don't even know. I mean, off season for sure. And we're like, we're getting one this year. One of us is getting one. It's not going to be solo. That's our biggest fear. We'll, I'm sure we'll talk about yes. of course uh, uh, soon. But, I mean, spoiler alert, one of them is I play solo golf from time to time. Caleb plays solo golf from time to time. And, you know, being a single one-one, you'll just never be – it just won't be the same. So, the fact that you had – though, like you had you and Gare Bear, like, almost that's just crazy like i i've I've never experienced that level like i you know i talked about my almost hole in one but no one else got close like to have both of those and not one of them sink is like oh yeah i can't imagine that's awesome though yeah it was it was so cool but it was so devastating right because like i've i've seen a hole in i've seen two holes in one in person um one of them by john rom at the memorial which we'll get to uh, later in the episode today, but the first one I was at an outing, uh, the, the hole in front of me ran parallel to where we were at. It was a one hop. I heard it hit the flag and I heard the clink and it was pretty cool to watch. Um, so yeah, I've uh, never seen one in person. Yeah. yeah. So seeing a hole in one, seeing the people's reaction, like it's really cool. Uh, so yeah. I was ready and it was funny cause I was joking around after you know, dad hit that awesome shot. I was like, I think if I ever hit a hole in one on Arrowhead, the par threes at Arrowhead are surrounded by water or there's water nearby. And mm-hmm. I, I told them, I said, I think if I ever hit a hole in one here, I'm just jumping into the Creek, jumping into the lake, you know, whatever it is, just out of oh, excitement. Yeah. Cause what else am I supposed to do? Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to react. I don't know how, exactly. I mean, how do you react to a hole in one? I, I mean, I know the, uh, I don't know. That's just, yeah, maybe there, that is, I think that's the most appropriate. I feel like everybody would condone that. Right. Yeah. I mean, like maybe not I, the owners, but well, yeah. I, good thing. I know the owners. So <laughs> if, if push came to shove, I think they would probably be okay with it. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's reacted arrowhead. If not just completely just like passing out. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't, there's always, I've always had the conversation and, of like do you quit golf after a hole in one like you'll never get that high again from from golf and it's like i don't think i could but man if i didn't love the game so much it'd be hard not to like <laughs> exactly at least like, not playing just... that hole again right like right if i right. i don't know i'll take the i'll take the circle six anytime if it if i can have all in one on that hole just to say oh, yeah. that i have yep exactly yeah we'll get one we'll get one and i i think it's just uh it should just be tradition now at this point or not not tradition call it uh just a habit of we got a recorder part threes because yeah. that my I, I, another fear is 
either playing with the wrong people and getting a hole in one where it's like, I can't call you in and say, Hey, have I had a hole in one? And you're like, yep. Like that. I have a fear yeah. of either being paired with a bunch of people and it's like, they know, but no one knows. It's like, I need somebody in, in my circle to, to be a part of that round. I don't, I don't, as long as it's somebody that's a phone call away, that's all I, that's all I care about. So. Yeah. Cause um, like, what if you get stuck with some round? Yeah. You hit a hole in one. It, it flies you know just how you want it to rolls right in those people are going to talk about it to their friends but they don't yeah. know you you don't know them like it's as good yeah. as not hitting one it's like i got paired i played uh purgatory a few weeks ago and i went out as a as a single and got paired with a guy from indiana and like carmel it's like i will never see those people again like exactly. there is no chance so exactly like, yeah i need i need caleb out there i need my wife out there i need like i need somebody out there um that again is either a phone call away or can be a part of the conversation when i brag about it but we'll get yeah, it, there we'll, get, we'll there. get there man we're we're gonna do it we gotta do it we gotta do it and i can't wait till it's again we're teasing some uh some video content but we're gonna get to a point where we start to do more than just the podcast um start to do you know some rounds some challenges and stuff like that and um maybe it'll be a part of uh, one of those videos i know it will be it will be all right well that is the below average above average golf moment of the week um again driving driving greens almost getting holes in one shooting you know having the revenge tour and then of course as always below average golfers losing and losing balls so uh, we're going to take a quick break and then we will get into this or that. Um, so yeah, give us just a few minutes. We are now going to get into this or that. So this or that is very simple. Um, we're going to pick kind of two sides of something, whether or not we agree on them, disagree on them. We're going to kind of talk about both sides, maybe state our case if, if we both or you know, if we're on opposite sides of the discussion, um, but more of kind of just have the discussion and, and see what, you know, what the listeners think, what we think, and kind of talk to, to both sides of things. Classic debate, but not like a actual debate, I guess. <laughs> but uh, Caleb, anything you want to add kind of on this, on uh, the, the basis of this uh, segment here? No. So, you know, I know we have our own list of this or that, but for you listeners out there, if you have any, you know, back and forth that you're going with your buddies or whoever, and you, you're trying to settle it, like tune us in, you know, we'll, we'll give our side of it and uh, hopefully we can, we can come to a conclusion, you know, of either what's better or what we agree on or what we just need to leave behind. Awesome. Yes. And, and we'll be uh, even trying to get some of your input as well. Um, especially as we get that start to kind of post these more just to get more interaction. So on this week's, we have two sides of, uh, of golf. We have weekday golf rounds. Um, we're talking, you know, the average or sorry, below average golfer, um, <laughs> p- people like us that, you know, we have our nine to fives, we have our, uh, family life. We have all these different things going on. We're not pros. This isn't our job. Um, or do we prefer or do we prefer weekend golf? What are the pros and cons of each and kind of pick each side. So, um, Caleb, I will kind of let you kick it off. Which side do you lean towards more? And we'll kind of start there. So, yeah, this is, this is a tough one for me, honestly. Um, 
you know, as far as weekday golf, like you said, we both have a nine to five, so it kind of limits my weekday golf. Uh, but at the same time, if I'm out in an evening or on an evening playing, there's most likely not going to be very many people out. So I do like that I can play at my own pace. Um, if familiar's with me, if dad's with me, you know, we can, we can still joke around, you know, try to learn some things about our golf game, but we're not really pressured to, um, either have to keep up or, you know, we're not waiting on people. Uh, but at the same time, weekday golf, it limits who I can play golf with, right? So mm -hmm. it, it really limits to my my closest circle as far as mileage goes. So um, lucky enough to play with my wife, play with my dad, you know, play with you. I think you guys are probably the closest people that I play golf with the most. Um, yeah. So, you know, I tend to like weekday golf better just because, you know, it. I'm not limited as much as I am weak in golf. So it does have its pros though, right? Like outings are usually on the weekends. Those are always fun. Um, cousins that are out of town um, coming in or, you know, we're meeting halfway, like just people that you don't get to play with as often. Um, so that's, I think that's the pro of the weekend. Uh, but the con of the weekend, man, just like today, pace of play people not yeah. letting people play through it i definitely get more aggravated during weekend golf than i do weekday golf if you had to pick one actually i'll save that for the end let me save save that question for the end i don't want to get too ahead of ourselves um i guess i'll jump into mine um weekday golf here's how i see it weekday golf is most comfortable i am on the golf course um, because of the reasons that you've already mentioned, I don't know. Unless I've, I've had some weekday golf rounds where, uh, they, they're either people show up and there's not tee times or they double book or, and it's kind of just poor course management. It's less weekday golf and more on kind of the, the clubhouse and, uh, people running shopping there. But, um, I've had some of those, but I, I would say the pace of play, you're most likely not going to see anybody for a couple of holes. People are um, trying to get golf in faster. I think naturally you play a little faster on a weekday for, you know, a number of factors. Um, I think that I also put it in context weekday golf only, at least here in Indiana only really works from call it, you know, mid or early to mid May until what August, like you have a very short window where, if, especially if you're working uh, till five o'clock, like you, you have a very short window when you can play golf and comfortably play golf because then, you know, the sun starts to go down and uh, like right now we're, you know, going into, into June and it, what sun doesn't go down till nine o'clock. So you have a full four hours from five o'clock to go play. And again, mostly just playing nine holes. So it, in that context, I definitely prefer weekday golf. Um, the other thing that I'll say about kind of weekday versus weekend, I personally don't like playing new courses on the weekday. So with weekday golf, I limit it to kind of my, my group of three or four courses that I'm most comfortable with and 
stick to those. I don't really want to go try out a new course on a Tuesday afternoon. I, I, I honestly like to save that for a Saturday or Sunday round with a, a foursome and kind of go that way. You know, even if it's just two of us and getting paired with others, um, I, I just, for some reason, don't want to go try a new course on a weekday. I kind of, I, I kind of just want to keep it to that. I'm most comfortable. I'm just going out there and playing. I can play fast and I kind of know what to expect. Um, and like you said, it kind of limits the, the, the playing field a little bit, um, during the, the week play, you know, courses too far away as well. Um, and you can't play with people that are too far away. So, um, that's kind of my whole spiel. If I had to pick like a weekday golf, um, every, every day of the week, <laughs> golf. Um, but understand the pros and understand why people, uh, would prefer to play weekend golf. If, if you had to pick one, which would it be? Yeah, I think I'm going with weekday. Uh, you know, the, for the reasons that I said, for the reasons that you said, I think, you know, it's a, it's definitely more comfortable to play when there's less commotion on the course, whether yeah. that be, you know, you're on the weekend, you're trying to get out after an outing. And there's 400 cars in the parking lot or there's still people wrapping up at the clubhouse. It's, it's definitely a little bit more hectic, I think, uh, on the weekends. And, you know, like you said, I, I, I totally understand the keeping it to the the couple courses over the course of the weekdays. Cause you know, I live within probably within 15 minutes of my house, I have three courses, if not four, Mm -hmm. but really I only stick to the two. I mean, yeah. Being in Greenfield, I I play Arrowhead most often. And then, you know, the occasional, depending on the tee time, I get out to Hawkstail, but yeah, I I definitely, I'm going to go with weekday golf as well. There we go. Would love to hear, people that are strong weekend golf uh, only. If you, if you are one of those people, love to hear your comments. Even we can maybe have you on the pod sometime to kind of hear your case. But I think from the, the below average golf team over here, uh, we give our stamp of this or that on uh, we'll, we'll take weekday golf. I'm going to interrupt this episode to announce that we did uh, talk about the live golf, uh, Saudi golf league, super golf league, whatever you want to call it. Um, and we recorded this before they actually announced the list with the players. Um, the whole segment was about how the list hasn't been released yet um, and all that good stuff. So we are saving that segment for next week where we're actually uh, digest the people that are on that list um, since the, the previous conversation is a little irrelevant now knowing who is on there. So we're going to go ahead and jump into the Charles Schwab uh, recap and talk about the Memorial Tournament. Um, and go from there. Thank you. To wrap up the episode, uh, Charles Schwab, like I mentioned, I kind of threw it out there. I didn't really watch. Um, I think there's, again, I had a busy weekend, Memorial Day. Um, I love watching the Indy 500, listening to Indy 500, have people over for it, all that good stuff. So uh, golf wasn't really uh, top of mind for me, but I, of course, was keeping up with the score. Were you able to catch some of it? Yeah, so I watched like the last maybe hour or so. Um, you know, it kind of 
it seemed to me like Scotty didn't necessarily want to win. Like I'm sure he did, but you know, we didn't see the Scotty that we've seen earlier this year where he just, he put it in a different mode and he, you know, he finished the round. Like he, no doubt, whatever, but you know, props to Sam Burns, man. This is the second week in a row that somebody's come down from seven shots and, you know, forced a playoff, which uh, how many times has that happened? But, you know, just like JT last week, seven shots back, forces a playoff, and plays well in the playoff. And we saw Sam Burns knock in that massive putt off the green. You know, it it definitely wasn't as long as, you know, some miraculous shots of off the green have been. You know, probably – I think the, the official tally was like 38 feet. But still, like, off the green in a high-pressure situation – where he was going first. So, you know, if he made it, then essentially it was over because Scotty had, I think, like 40-some, 50-some feet. But, you know, the stones to be able to walk up there and knock that putt in and get yeah. that get that win was pretty cool. So props to Sam, yeah. Sam Burns. Yeah, shout-out Sam Burns, another young guy, um, you know, 25 years old and making a, making a uh, impact on, on the game and on the tour and – um, you know, I'm, I have very mixed emotions on Scotty Scheffler. I have nothing wrong with him as the, as a person, but I think I'm just so invested in some of these other players that, uh, sometimes I just, you know, when another guy gets introduced to the, to the pack, I kind of, it's not that I completely turn against them, but I'm kind of like somewhat rooting against them a little bit, but I can't deny like what Scheffler has been doing. I thought that he was going to get number five on the season, which is just ridiculous. Um, but yeah, from everything that I read and kind of saw, it sounded like maybe that final round, he just wasn't in it and uh, wasn't able to pull it off, but it's not the last that we're going to see a Scotty Scheffler. He's, uh, he's, uh, going to be a name we talk about for a long time. Oh yeah, for sure. And you know, some of those big names, right? Like I just mentioned JT. So JT wins a major and he misses the cut. <laughs> and it just so happened that last week's runner up, Will Zalatoris. Plays really well last week. Goes into the playoff with JT. You know that's that's a major, right? Plays really well yeah. in major, and then he gets to the the Charles Schwab, misses a cut, and that's really tough for somebody like me who has a weekly pick 'em. And I'm thinking, <laughs> man, these guys are. I'm gonna ride the high of these guys, right? Like, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna take them as my weekend guys. That you know, I have a group at work where we uh, we pick five guys each week. And if your weekend guys don't make it and they get cut, then you take the worst score of the week. So, you know, we're, we have a season long thing going. I think I'm like 20 shots back, you know, on our, on our scoring system. But, you know, I'm thinking I'm going to get some of these, these shots back with, with JT and and Willie Z, right? Like I was so excited (laughs) for these guys and then they missed the cut and they were, I think I I did have Will on Friday, but I had JT winning this week, and oh, I'm gonna have to take the worst score of the week or worst score of the day, and that's not gonna help my score at yeah. all. Yeah, I mean to go from I, I just think that there's again I don't historicals on all this, but I I think there's just the hangover factor from a major where it's like you are playing the top of the top golf you're it's probably just a different uh 
mental place that you're in going from a major um, championship and kind of having to go through, you know, the full weekend and being, you know, competing throughout all of that winning or almost winning by being in a playoff. Um, and yeah, just going the next week to play, you know, just another event um, on the, on the calendar is major respect to them for doing that. I just, I, I, I don't know if I could do that. If I went from kind of being at the, the highest of my game to exactly. uh, turning around and, and playing, but Hey, respect that they even made it out there, but yeah, just wasn't their week. And uh, I'm sure they'll get some much needed rest and to go here in a couple weeks for the U S open. Yep. I think you're right, man. It's at the beginning of the season, it's, it's all kind of leading up to that first major. So everybody's trying to figure out who they are that year or whatever and how they're playing, you know, what they need to work on. And then you kind of get to the major season where it's like, okay, you like, you have to bring your best that week. And then it's kind of just like practice for the, the next major almost like I, yeah, I'm sure the guys don't think of it like that, but um, that's kind of how I see it as a viewer. Um, you know, it's for sure. you know, working on whether, you know, if they made the cut from the major the week prior, but they didn't win or they didn't get a top 10, maybe it's they're figuring out what they, you know, need to work on and they try to put that into play for that next week. Or, you know, if they miss the cut, then it's like, Hey, like we got to get, we got to bounce back. So that way we can get some more FedEx cut points. Um, you know, for the FedEx Cup playoff and, you know, those points do matter. You know, we, I'm not going to sit here and say that those weeks don't matter because, you know, they got to get X amount of points or X amount of earnings, whatever it is to keep their card. But, you know, it's, if I'm JT, if I win that major, like, Hey, I'm taking that next week off. <laughs> I, I, I just want a major. I'm going to go hang out with my family, enjoy the win with them. You know, maybe, and even if it's not like, you know, the full week, right? Like maybe just they probably get home sometime on Sunday, but are they really home? So, you know, right. you count Monday, maybe they're, you know, with their people from like Monday to Thursday, Monday to Friday, and then you're back at it. But it's like, you know, I I don't know. I think if I want a major, I definitely would probably take that next week off. 100%. I, I would. There's just not a tournament out there. Um, that would be like, yeah, I just want to go play that. Like, I would say the only, I guess the only case I'd make is if you're playing as a defending, just kind of her respect is the tournament, maybe, um, that maybe you come back and play that. But outside of that, I just think, yeah, enjoy the win. Um, and I think the other thing too, with JT was he played the week prior. So he's not, again, this is these guys job. I understand that, but, um, you know, to play, the week prior, which he normally hasn't done in the past, and then to play the major, win it, and then turn around and play another tournament is just like, yeah, it's a lot to ask for. It's a lot mentally and physically, and yeah, there's just t – take that week, uh, make the most out of it. Um, anything else to add on the Charles Schwab? Nope, don't think so, man. Cool. Okay, well, we will get into last couple things here on the episode. Uh, when this is being released – uh, the match is upcoming. Uh, if you're not aware of what the match is, um, it started out as uh, it's hosted on TNT. I think it first this year, which is Wednesday. Um, but it started out as a Tiger versus Phil kind of um, 
what was I think it was pay-per-view at that point. Like this was on Thanksgiving weekend a couple of years ago. Um, and it has slowly transformed into, um, you know, introducing other celebrities, introducing other, you know, um, I guess professional athletes at this point and things like that. Um, and we have gotten to a point where we are no longer, at least this, this edition of it, there is no longer a professional golfer involved. We are now having uh, four NFL players play in a, uh, in a golf, I think it's like 12 hole or 14 hole golf competition. I think it's for charity. Caleb, what commentary do you have to kind of add to, to what the match is all about? Yeah, so like you said, that first match with Phil and Tiger, like from everything that I saw, it was kind of like a lull. Like there was no, I think they were making like pars and bogeys. Like there wasn't anything. I mean, yeah, there was a trash talk, which was, you know, good to hear. But, you know, the there wasn't really too exciting about it. And then I think they realized that. So then they brought in, you know, the professional athletes. I think maybe the first one was probably Chuck. Yeah, uh, Charles Barkley, and I don't remember who the other one was, but I do think they've gotten a little bit better along the way and being able to see the courses that they play, you know, kind of really intimately being the only guys out there and, you know, having all the cameras on the carts to where you can hear these guys, you know, chirping each other the whole time. Like I find it very entertaining and I really wish that sometimes we could have more people mic'd up on like a weekly basis on the tour because you know you could always probably hear the hey like nice shot but i'm you know i'm 30 yards ahead of you or you know the the happy gilmore like somebody's closer you know like that (laughs) thing like i i love that you know that's i think that's what makes you know golf a little bit more fun um so, you know, this week being Mahomes and when Allen against Brady and Rodgers, like you have the seasoned vets and you have the new guys for this. Yeah. Now, obviously, they're I think they're all within, you know, the the two to maybe six handicap range, whatever it is. Right. Um, but, you know, it'll, it'll be entertaining. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. I I like it. I'm going to love hearing the trash talk between these guys. They've already started the trash talk. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see who comes out on top. Yeah. I think I'm so back and forth with this, with the match thing. Cause I think um, I remember when the, again, the first edition of this, it was so up in my head. Cause it's like, we get to see these two guys, one of like pay-per-view, like it was just kind of built up to be this thing, Tiger Woods versus Phil Mickelson. And then it just kind of, like you said, turned out to be a bust. Um, And I've started to, you know, they got other people involved and I've kind of been iffy on it. And I think the reason why is that there's, um, I I think that if you, if you go into it wanting to see golf and not just wanting to like, be entertained then you're just going to set yourself up for failure if you want to watch golf just wait for the memorial on thursday but if you just want to watch like four nfl players again like caleb said two to six handicappers like if you just want to see again which which is a lot better than us but if you want to just see if you want to see golf wait for the memorial on thursday but if you want you know some entertainment back and forth 
for NFL players. Like, I think it's a good way to grow the game because since it is the four top, arguably the top four, you know, quarterbacks in the league right now, um, I game a little bit because it introduces some people to, to golf broadcasting and stuff. Um, but yeah, like you said, I think if I, I wish that I could combine this actual PGA Tour event where like they're mic'd up, we get to hear them, they're going back and like an alternative kind of broadcast where we can just kind of tune in and like uncensored. I just want to hear what they're saying to each other, be a little more chippy, like kind of have that encouraged. Um, that, that would be awesome. But yeah, I feel like you have to go into this thing with the kind of the right mind here to watch a traditional golf broadcast and um, to watch traditional golf because you'll just set yourself up for failure. Yeah. I, it, it's definitely the entertainment portion that I, that draws me in. You know, they, now, granted, some of these dudes, they can hit some really good shots, but oh, most yeah. of the time it's, you know, who can trash talk the best, who can, you know, get in each other's heads, you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, like I said, I I enjoy it, but I also realize, like, while these guys can probably beat me on a day-to-day basis, <laughs> you know, it's, it's still not as good of golf as you're going to see on the tour. Um and you know like you mentioned specifically at the memorial this week yep exactly um so yeah that's on uh, patrick mahomes and josh allen versus tom brady and uh, aaron Rodgers. Um, i'm sure we'll have some moments to kind of recap uh uh on next week's pod but um yeah tune in kind of see what it's all about and uh maybe we can kind of fantasize on what it would what it would be like to uh have uh, a full PGA tour event uh, style of broadcast, but um, one note, I have to throw it out there um, since it is kind of related to the match. Tom Brady posted a uh, supposed hole in one. Um, I'll I'll call it supposed myself. Um, I had retweeted it on our Twitter uh, at bags golf, B A G S golf. Um, and said that I 100% think that this is fake. Um, you have to check out the video for yourself. But Caleb, after watching it, what are you? What are your thoughts? So fake, dude. The the ball hits the green and then just somehow to the and just falls in. And not to mention that they just created this hole in the middle of the fairway. Right. Like what? And yeah. You know, I, I heard people talking like, hey, Tom Brady was looking pretty good. Well, Tom Brady had all of his new merch, like <laughs> his new golf line of, of Tom Brady or whatever it's called. So it's like he has a hole now in the middle of the fairway. He has right. his own golf apparel that he's wearing, probably mm-hmm. promoting. And this ball just somehow lasers from the front of the green to 20 feet into the hole. No, I'm not buying. No, uh, he's been known to kind of do some of these fake videos, anyways. Um, some of these doctored videos, and like, he, it's not like he's trying to hide it. But this one, like, I have legitimately had multiple conversations where they're like, "I think it's real." I'm like, "Are you? Are we watching the same video?" Because <laughs> yeah. this is a hundred. Watch golf and understand, like, the way that the ball went in. Uh, uh, there's no way, and like. The merch. I mean, that's the first. That's that. That was the main indicator to me, other than, other than watching the the actual the footage of it. It's like, yeah, the, he's promoting his golf brand. 
of golf clothing. Now the whole internet is talking about how one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time hit a hole in one. How lucky is he? He has the best life ever. It's like, no, commercial. You guys all fell for it. And now we're talking about it. Dude, it's marketing to a T. And I am normally, I'll admit it, like I'm a very big victim of marketing most of the time. But oh, like yeah. you, this is too obvious. It, yeah. No. I don't, yeah. I don't buy it, man. I don't buy it. And it's, it, and I think right, where it's like, I'll fall for the marketing. That's why I buy, that's why I spend $50 on golf balls sometimes. It was like, oh, I can be the, the Dustin Johnson plays it. So I'm going to be as good as Dustin Johnson today. It's like, no, yeah, I, I follow the marketing, but this was just so blatantly fake. And like the way that it like it wasn't a traditional commercial where it's like they just threw it on TV and we're like, oh yeah, Tom Brady hit a hole in one. Like, no, this is claiming to be a hole in one. He said that he's claiming it. Like that's kind of how it was leading you into it that he hit this hole in one with this beautiful drone shot. That all this different stuff. It's like no, it's it's fake. It's fake. Hundred percent yeah. fake. I'll stand by that. And one more person tell me it's real. I, I'm gonna. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm gonna do, but it, it just frustrates me. Yeah, like I'm gonna give more props to the the person driving the drone or flying the drone, whatever you want to call it. Like, yeah, being able to see the ball at least to the green, like that was cool. Like I've seen those oh, kind yeah. of videos on social media; those are awesome. And I don't know how they do it. I would never be able to do that. So I definitely think the dude flying the drone was made was way more impressive than Tom Brady hitting the front of the green and then somehow his ball just magically appears into the hole. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Great job, Tom. We're all talking about it. Exactly. We're we are victims. We just we're we're seeing through it. Go buy Brady Apparel, now sponsored on the podcast. No. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um okay, last uh last thing to get into. So we have the memorial coming up this weekend. Like I said, if you uh wanna watch some real golf, this is uh this is the tournament to tune into. Um Caleb Event. Yeah, I've I've been to the memorial three times. Um, I am a very big, uh, very big fan of the memorial. I've had some pretty good memories out at the memorial. Um, I think it's the best tournament, apart from the majors and apart from the Ryder Cup or the Presidents Cup. Um, you know, probably because I've been there and I've seen the grounds, and you know, I get a, I kind of get a feel for what the players are doing. Um, mm-hmm. it's definitely my favorite course that these guys probably play. Um, you know, I, when I was younger, I think I was in middle school, I had a distant relative that actually caddied for Martin Laird. Um, oh, wow. I'm talking like third or fourth cousin, but, um, you know, he was able to get us passes and they were like caddy passes. So we got to go down. Um, we couldn't go into the locker rooms, but we got to go down where all the caddies hang out. And, you know, being a 10-year-old kid, whatever I was, any caddy that walked by, it was like, hey, do you want, you know, this? Do you want tees? Do you want a signed ball? Do you wow. want love? You know, whatever it was. And I think that day, you know, Dad and I had bought, like, a hat or whatever it was. So we had a bag. And when I left the course that first time, like, I had half a bag of different, you know, players that their caddies were just like, hey, I, like, we got an extra sleeve of balls. Do you want it? And I was like, oh, of course, you know, that's wow. awesome. And, that uh, you know, from that, that was really cool. 
And then uh, we were, I forget exactly what hole it was. I think it's hole eight, which is a par three. And then it leads into hole nine, um, which the tee box is very close to the green. And on the back side of the tee box, I don't think you ever see it on television, but there's like a little, um, little pond or something like that. And I, I can't remember the golfer exactly, but he had a terrible hole eight. Like it was bad. He shanked one off the tee, you know, probably triple bogeyed, whatever it was. And then to cap it all off, he tried to throw his ball into this pond (laughs) by like kind of throwing it down into the ground and then hoping that it would like bounce in, I guess, is all that I can, you know, imagine him thinking. And he couldn't even get the ball to the pond. So the wow. ball is literally just sitting there after he throws it down. And I'm like staring at it. My dad's staring at it. Nobody else really noticed that it was still there. And the tournament official that was right there sees us looking and he walks over and he's like, Hey, like you want to go get that? And I was like, sure. So he let me inside the ropes. I ran down there, grabbed the ball, threw it in my pocket and came back up. And when I got back up to the top, he's like, Hey, like nobody else is really around right now. You want to, you know, you hang out on the tee box for a second. And I was like, sure, you know. So I I think I started doing like snow angels on the tee box or something like that. Oh my god. You know, it was it was so cool to, you know, be inside the ropes, be, you know, where the guys are. And that's you know, awesome. as a ten year old, you know, that's pretty cool. So I've always had the love for the memorial and uh it was actually last year, Amelia and I, we were kind of it kind of just popped up the to where our schedules allowed us to be gone for the weekend and you know, it was it's the memorial's not that far away. Like it's an hour and a half, I think two hours by the time you get parked. And, um, you know, we, we get over there, we leave. I, we left a lot earlier than my wife probably wanted. Um, (laughs) but I wanted to see the most golf that we could. So we left really early. Uh, we get there and I think by the time we get parked, the there's guys out on the course already, but we walk up to our first hole it's a par three, and the group was Xander, Rom, and <clears throat> trying to think of who else. Maybe, uh, maybe Patrick Cantley, something like that. Um, but we walk up there, and you know, Amelia at that point had never really been around like an official golf type of realm, so. Um, I was telling her like, Hey, like once guys start to tee off, they're going to tell everybody to stop. So let's go ahead and just stop right here. We can see the green from here. We can see the guys teeing off, you know, this is a good place to stop. And so we did. And John Rom is up, hits his iron, you know, into the par three. And that was the hole that he made the hole in one on last year. So Amelia and I, our very first hole that she saw from a professional golf standpoint <laughs> was a hole in one. And I, we, I started laughing. I was like, I'm sorry. Like, you're not going to get this every time. So no kidding. You know, <laughs> be ready for a couple long stretches, but you know, pretty cool to see that in person. And, you know, again, it was kind of the point where I'm watching the ball. It looks like it's going to be good. And then the ball just kind of disappears. And I was like, that's in. And by that time we're looking back at the T, you know, the T box and everybody's freaking out. So it's really cool to be able to see, like, see that in person, obviously, but, you know, to see that from the pros, to get the reaction from the fans, like, it was just, it's awesome. I I love the Memorial, you know, a lot. 
Well, that's awesome. I mean, I didn't, I didn't even know. I know that you went last year clearly, but I know that you had a, a long history with that. So that's awesome to, to hear and be able to add the ropes and get a bunch of, um, uh, a bunch of stuff from uh, the caddies and all that. That's amazing. So I uh, can understand why you love this tournament even more, but um, yeah, I think, uh, I, I, I've never been, so I don't have the, the great stories like that, but I definitely, um, am, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily a John Rom fan, but last year was, um, the famous kind of what he was well above the field at that point. And he had to withdraw because of COVID. Um, I think he was like six shots ahead of the field or something like that. And withdrawal going into Sunday. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was six. And we had actually, so that was Saturday. We had just left. We had just sat down for dinner. Not 10 minutes later that we sit down is when we saw him wrapping up. And you see the tour, the tournament official come over and say, you know, whatever he said. Ultimately, we we find out that, you know, he's tested positive again. And you hear him just say like no not again or you know i i felt for him man i oh yeah so you know i don't i don't want to get too political with all of this you know all the covid stuff but i had it personally so i'm not going to say that it doesn't exist um but you know i i kind of personally see it from my own experience as more of like a flu type thing so um you know to hear him get you know, kind of booted from his win, like his win was stolen from him 100% by this, you know, it, it was just, I felt for him. It, it was really yeah. tough to watch. Yeah. It was one of those where you're like, okay, like it's golf. We're outside. Like there's a way that he can like go play golf, right? Like we can figure something out for the guy that's six shots ahead of the field, but ultimately no, there was the rules and all that fun stuff. So um, yeah, I, He's right now, him and Rory are uh, tied uh, for the kind of lowest, uh, I guess, top favorites for the uh, for the Memorial going into plus 1,000 uh, on Vegas odds, at least according to this article on golf.com. Um, I'm hoping that he can maybe get some revenge there. I mean, I'm a Rory fan, so I'm kind of, you know, always pulling, pulling for Rory as well. Um, right behind him is Xander, which we're both fans of Xander. Would love to see Xander going to win. Feels like it's been a been a little bit since the Olympic victory. Um, who who are some of the guys you have some eyes on uh, going into this weekend? Yeah, so you know, like you mentioned, Xander. I'm I'm a big Xander guy, especially being able to bring home gold for the USA. Man, that was so cool to watch. Uh, I actually stayed up and watched the whole thing. Um, I think it was over at like 4 a.m. It was the night yeah. of. Uh, it was actually our our anniversary. I I kind of just said, hey, we're gonna go to dinner and we're going to, we're going to watch the, the Olympics. <laughs> and so I think she fell asleep on the couch and, uh, I was, we were over at my buddy Evan Teed's house, uh, shout out Evan Teed, um, letting us come over, uh, and watch, you know, watch it with him. And I think he ended up going to bed, but I was like, I'm, he's in the lead. I'm going to watch this. And sure enough, he pulled it out and I tried to hide my excitement as much as I could, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to woke up. So, uh, sorry about that still, but, um, yeah, Xander's always a guy that I, that I enjoy watching. Um, I saw a thing today that said 
the average birdies per round, Justin Rose is like 5.21 or something like that. So, um, you know, I know he has been in contention for multiple years. Um, it's, it's good to watch Rory. It's fun to watch Rory. I know he has uh, a lot to do with Jack. So, you know, the respect that he has for the course and to see him be able to play well most of the time. He was on that list. I think he was fifth on that list. Um, you know, is cool to watch and all the guys in between. Um, I think we, the first time we got, or when Amelia and I got there, we saw Patrick Reed warming up in the bunker. I think this was after the bunker incident prior. So he was probably improving his lies. I you know, can't confirm that, but he, he was probably working on that, trying to be sneaky about that. So I don't, I don't know if he's back or not, but um, I, I definitely, I'm with you. I hope Rom tears it up and, you know, wins by double digits just to kind of, obviously the tour didn't do it to him on purpose. There was nothing. It was all out of precaution, you know, to keep everybody safe, which I get. But at the same time, like there, I feel like, like you said, there could have been something done. And so I hope he goes out and just kills it this year and, you know, kind of reconciles that loss quote unquote, when really it was, it was absolutely his that he should have won. Yep. 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 Hoping, uh, I mean, just hoping for one, uh, this is one that I pay attention to more. It's not kind of no offense to Charles Schwab, but I kind of get my own major hangover as well. And it fallen on the Memorial day weekend. I didn't pay much attention to, but I think, uh, the Memorial seems to get a little more attention with it being Jack's place. And, um, yeah, I did something that, you know, hoping that somebody can pull out from kind of, uh, whether it's John kind of getting the victory or Rory getting the victory or who knows, maybe we get a uh, top five odds updated. I just kind of pulled up a new article. We have John Rom, Rory McIlroy, uh, Patrick Cantlay, which he'll be defending champ, I believe. Right. I think he lost. Yep. Um, you got Spieth in the mix, Cameron Smith, Morikawa. Um, those are kind of all the, the top favorites there. And Xander kind of rounds out that that uh, little list, uh, including ties. So um, a good tournament. I will be paying attention to kind of see who uh, who's in contention uh, there and be able to have a little more analysis on it um, after the weekend. Yep, looking forward to, to seeing who can pull it out. You know, this is a tough course. I, I can't even imagine playing it after walking it because it is up and down, up and down. There's some tight, tight turns. There's some tight holes. You know, it's, it's a new appreciation for what the pros go through. Once you've been on site, you know, you've been on the course to see what these guys go through and, you know, it's, it's a fun tournament. I, I really enjoy it. There we go. Well, glad to, to hear the, your experience on everything and I uh, hope everybody, uh, of course, uh, enjoyed the the perspective Caleb was able to give on it. Like, like I said, I've never been to a tournament, so I can't, you know, speak too much. But I know that TV sometimes just doesn't give it justice. So um, myself, I'm encouraging myself to get out there sometime, and encouraging you all to to get out to a tournament. Like Caleb said, the memorial's not too far, uh, too far away if, if you're an Indian. So. Um, Okay, well, um, 
we are going to wrap up today's episode. Noah's a little long one. We got into a lot of stuff, but I uh, hope you enjoyed uh, today's episode. Please uh, follow us on Twitter. It is at Bags Golf, B-A-G-S Golf. Um, we are also, as always, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So please follow, rate, subscribe, whatever you got to do to keep up to date with us. Um, again, we'll be rolling out some new content, both on uh, video and some of the other social media. Get some of our technical uh, errors kind of uh, resolved, and hopefully, episode three will be be able to uh, to uh, provide some from more content from there. So, um, again, thank you everybody for listening. Once again, it's been Owen Smith and uh, Caleb. Do you have any uh, any final words for us? Absolutely. Just remember, everyone. Even if you're a below average golfer, make sure you have above average fun.